What's up, everyone? Welcome back to Stacking Slabs. This is your hobby content alternative. I am your host, Brett McGrath, and we are coming at you from Rosemont, Illinois, the site of the National. And what we're going to do here in this episode of your hobby content alternative is shine a little light on a segment of the hobby that I love that has a presence at the National, and that is the wrestling card community. I got my man, Adam Gelman, at WWE Gelman. We talk cards. We talk about wrestling. We talk about where it's going to be at the National. But most importantly, him and another group of passionate collectors are putting on the first ever dedicated card event for wrestling card collectors everywhere. And that happens tonight as this episode drops. Friday, you're going to want to tune in to this conversation if you're interested to learn what's going on. It is the main event Yes, it is the main event, and I'm fired up to get in a room to learn about what's happening in this segment, meet other collectors, so we're going to get into it. If you're at the National and you're tuning in this morning and you're getting a little stack and slabs in you before you hit the showroom floor, I just want to say thank you. Let's freaking go. This is exciting, a lot of momentum. If you like what I'm doing, follow, subscribe, hit all the buttons. Most importantly, tell a damn friend that you're enjoying the Stacking Slabs podcast. Without further ado, let's kick into the conversation. As we are sharing this episode, it will be the national. So this is going to be a little hype promo for wrestling cards. And we're going to talk about other stuff because that's what we typically do. But I am joined by my man, Adam Gelman. You can find him at WWE Gelman and SC Uncensored on Twitter. Adam, welcome back, man. How are you doing? Man, this is the most wonderful time of the year, right? Like, it's just, I, I love, you know, these summer months because you get SummerSlam for WWE, you get national convention, you get all the stuff that's going on for you know, the beginning of football season and baseball seasons in full swing. Like I can't, this is my, this is my holiday season right now. So I'm excited to be here. Thanks again for having me on. I always love coming on your show. It's, it's great. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, maybe we'll just like start here because you mentioned SummerSlam. Um, I know just feels like the product is trending in the right direction. I think the bloodline storyline has certainly helped things. You've got the, the emergence of judgment day. Um, it feels like guys like Ricochet and Chad Gable that were like undercard are now getting a little bit of a, a spotlight. Um, the action's really good. Seth Rollins hot is hot. Then, on the women's side, obviously Rhea Ripley and, you know, Becky is always there and Charlotte and Bianca and Asuka. It just seems like WWE and the product is really good right now. Like, have you been having fun watching it? Like what's going on in your head right now? Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to make a very controversial statement. I'm going to say that this last year of WWE has been one of the best ever. Like this like watching the bloodline storyline sort of play out and everything they've been able to do there all the things that's going on with judgment day. I mean, like just the reactions when Cody and Seth and, you know, come out and the face reactions there. And then the absolute just heel reactions for Dominic Mysterio. Like, has there ever been like a heel like Dominic Mysterio since the sort of like golden era of WWF back before the attitude era where people literally every time he touches a mic, they are booing at the top of their lungs. Like, the WWE's on fire. And I've said for a long time that Rhea Ripley is the future of this business. And she has staked her flag 
in the middle of an of an organization that is built around Roman Reigns and Seth Rollins and all these guys. And I just I love watching it. And the I think the reason is like if you go back to like the black and gold era of NXT and sort of what they did there with putting on really good matches, but also having some like fun angles, like they've taken all of that and just made it that much bigger on a bigger stage. It's been so incredibly successful. I've had so much fun over the last year plus. It's just been great. Like I, I can't stop watching. I can't get enough of it. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm with you. And I got to tell you, and I didn't mention him when I was just saying some, some names, but to me right now, and I don't, it's just this feeling. And I know a lot of people are feeling this because they're, it feels like we're starting to see a, a rise in an elevation of a character and a guy who maybe it's a long time coming, but dude, I, I'm caught up in the LA night fever. I, you, oh my I, I'm, 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 I am. It's like, like my new favorite. Like I, like Chad from sports car junction has like just an insane LA night collection. And for him. I'm so jealous because LA night is like my new favorite person. And like I SmackDown is not in a really bad time for me because we have baseball practice and stuff. So I tend to watch it in pieces and I always start by fast forwarding to whatever LA Knight is doing these days. He's absolutely incredible. Yeah, no, I'm excited to see where his, it just feels like there's more uh, opportunity for more people to have interesting things going on, which is good. And uh, ta- talking about interesting things, we're going to be talking about the, uh, the main event, the event that you're helping put on. We're going to just talk about wrestling cards um, and just maybe wrestling cards position at the national, but maybe let's, Let's start with the main event because this episode will air the Friday, the national, which is the same time that the main event is happening. It is. I'm, I'm so excited to just like go and be a part of it. Um, maybe for anyone listening, who's going to the national, who has an interest in wrestling cards and might not be aware. Let's talk a little bit about it, where, how it came to be just anything you want to share. Yeah. It's really been a focus for the last probably three or four months. And I, you know, I got to thank uh, the, the people involved in it. So I, I work with Paul from Wrestling Card Price Guide, Tony from Wrestling Trading Cards, uh, Ryan, who's non-sports showcase on um, on Instagram. He's on a lot of the WTC videos that we do. Um, and then Sports Card Nobody, Shane, and um, Kevin Kulikowski from New York Roadshow. Like, we literally got together as a group and we were like, okay, this is going to be a really big show for wrestling cards like it's just it just feels bigger this year for for this audience in this community and so we was like what can we do that will sort of highlight that but also give a place for all these like-minded individuals to sort of come together celebrate and really you know get come together for a night of of wrestling cards that has never been done before and what we've been able to sort of accomplish is we got an awesome space at the Hyatt Regency, so like couldn't ask for a better, more convenient place. We've got a lot of really good things. Panini has sponsored the whole event, so like we're gonna have giveaways. We've got a card set. We've got T-shirts. We've got literally everything. And it's just when we started the planning for this, like I could never have imagined that we would get 150 people all wrestling focus into a room at this event. It's just insane to me. And you know, there's some surprises still that are yet to come and we're going to sort of slow roll some of that. But I mean, really what the focus of this is, is a community celebration. And I know that, you know, there's so many people out there that are part of it and we talk to them all the time on social media. 
They engage with our posts. They retweet our tweets. They share our cards that we post on Instagram. Finally get to meet them in person after all this time. I know you and I, even though we're in the same city quite a bit, we haven't had a chance to meet there. I've had a chance to meet Drake, but I haven't had a chance to meet you or some of the other guys I'm talking with on a daily basis. And I'm just so excited. It's just going to be a, a ton of fun. Uh, I would imagine there are going to be people in Rosemont waking up probably after a late night and uh, getting ready for their Friday of the national listening to the stacking slabs podcast. Shout out to all the listeners. Of course. Out there. What, <laughs> what else would you do? Exactly. What, what uh, if people are just hearing about this for the first time on this show, what do you recommend? And they have interest in going, what do you recommend them do? Because of some of the things that need to happen for this event to take place, we wanted to make sure that it is reserved for the wrestling collectors that are at the show. So email Chicago main event 2023 at gmail.com. Get yourself on the list. Uh, we're I, By the time this airs, I hope we still have capacity to take people on. We're getting there already. Um, but, you know, email that list. Come and join us. Even, even if you can only be there for a few minutes, come and be a part of it. So, I mean, like if you're, we're starting it a little bit later so people can leave the show, the show closes, go leave the show, have dinner, go to your events that happen right after the show closes. You know, the the party will run eight to 11. So we're going to be there most of the night and there's going to be content delivered throughout that whole time frame. So there's going to be a lot of action going on. And, um, you know, we're going to have, you know, all the, a lot of social media people that, you know, card foundation, um, you know, you guys, Drake and, and Brett and and everybody uh, that we talked to on uh, that have been a major part of your content here on this podcast as well. I mean, we've got a lot of those people coming. So, I mean, like this is really the opportunity to come and really enjoy the show with people that are there for the same reason that you are. And I think one of the like I've been to a number of these like, and, like this isn't my first sort of national convention for a lot of people. It is. Because wrestling cars are finally getting to a point where people are really seeing that it's making enough of a, a progress within the hobby to get onto the floor at the national. We're going to be on the main stage presenting a, a wrestling card panel on Thursday afternoon at five to six p.m. So, like, really, this is kind of the evolution of all of that. And but it still feels like that we're a small niche community within a larger hobby community. So, I mean, it's hard to find, you know, like the dealers last year, it's harder to find wrestling cards on the floor. That's not going to be as hard this year. Select is coming out that week. So, I mean, like there's just a huge amount of wrestling cards that's going to be happening at this show. And this event is going to be the culmination on Friday night. And, you know, even, even if you are just looking for something to do and you want to pop in and say hello and meet all of us, like, please do so. Cause that's really what this is about. National for me has never been about going to the card show has never been about ripping wax or anything it's always been about the people and this is going to be the event for that uh maybe just before we move on i just understanding like you and your mentality and ever since i've met you i've always viewed you as just like almost in a way it's like you're a community organizer for the wrestling card <laughs> community like you've got your facebook groups like just go follow them on twitter at sc uncensored and you're going to get a heavy dose of gilman talking about wrestling cards and everything in between. Oh, I guess like my, I've never asked you this, but I, I'm curious, like where, where does this passion come from for you and just being this kind of community organizer and builder that does it digitally. And then now is taking it kind of with the help of others in person at an event, like the main event, man, that is uh that's an interesting question. You know, 
I'll be honest with you. Like I never meant for it to be like this. I never meant to be the party planner, but you know, it's something that just sort of came naturally because, you know, if you look back to like, when I see projects that I really have a passion for, like I remember when the top digital apps first came out, I really took a, a liking to the community there and wanting to sort of bring that up to, to match the, the passion that I had. And I was doing a lot of the same things there as I, I want to do for the wrestling community now. Tops Digital Apps have kind of like moved on in the face of NFTs and a few other things. But this wrestling card community started very small, very niche, but also very tight and, and very close with the individuals that make it up. And so when you have a group of people on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter, even though there's a ton of drama there, like we all know each other, we all talk to each other. And so bringing that passion to the forefront of my experience on social media has always been just a huge part of what I want to do. I want wrestling cards to be more popular because I want to have more people to talk to and engage with and have fun with. Right. So it just kind of was born out of that. And I've, I've had my site now since 2007. So almost coming up here on 15 years. And, you know, it's like, it's always been something where I've, I've longed to educate individuals and be a part of like the, the voice of what the narrative is in the general hobby. I've really taken a break from normal sports and all the, the mainstream sports and, and focused almost entirely on wrestling cards because I've become so passionate about this. And every time I do something like that, that passion grows. And it's just crazy to me that I've gotten to a point now where people see me as like, hey, we should ask Gelman or talk to Gelman about this or whatever. Like, that's awesome. There's also a ton of other people out there like me who, you know, we're planning this with like Paul and Tony and, and Shane and all those guys, like they all do content as well. And I think like, that's really the mentality. A lot of what drove this main event party was, you know, we're all at the forefront of that narrative. And now it's a time to bring the community together at the, in the biggest stage the hobby has. I love it. And I, I, you can feel the passion and it's just, it is exciting to talk with everybody who's involved and I'm excited to just meet some people face to face. And I'm curious. So when I went to the net, I didn't go to AC. I went to the last. Uh, Me either. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I guess. Hopefully Me we either. don't have to go back. Well, we're not going to, we will leave that one. We aside. Bridge, another bridge to cross later. Totally. But the, um, uh, when I went to the national the last time when it was in Rosemont, you know, I, I went in like trying to evaluate like what, what is rest, what are wrestling cards going to look like at the biggest show ever? And I can tell you that they were there, but they're, they're my expectation is that the presence inside the showroom is going to be a like 10 X or that's what my expectation is from what, two years ago. When I went, yeah. it was like, it was like, you know, you'd see some all-star cards and showcases and that was about it. You maybe find a, a modern dealer um, that you would dig through boxes, but no one had like, you know, chrome slabs of like rare and scarce cards, or at least I couldn't find them. And I was looking pretty hard. Like what, what are your expectations on like wrestling cards outside of the main event? Like, what do you think it's going to look like at the show? Yeah. And, and I'm with you. Like I, like I've collected wrestling cards since 2017. That was, um, so I've been to these shows. I've been to local shows. I've been to other shows. Like 
it's really tough to find somebody who has taken the, the wrestling card banner and is going to fly it at one of these shows. Um, but I think for the first time I've talked to five to 10 dealers that will all have, you know, a considerable amount of stuff in their showcases. And that is awesome to hear. Like, I can't be more excited for that. Uh, RBI crew, Ryan Bannister and I talk all the time. Like he's bringing in big uh, sort of contingent of wrestling cards. Chad from Sports Card Junction, I already mentioned him. He's talked to me. He's bringing some wrestling cards. Like, But those are just huge dealers of the show. There's going to be a number of others that I've talked to. And I encourage people to walk the floor. Even if you're a wrestling collector, just walk the floor and see what you can find. There's going to be like the biggest collection of sports cards in one place all year. And, you know, the great thing about the hobby now is that it can support all of these gigantic shows. You have the Mid Collective, you have Culture Collision, you have you know, the Dallas shows, like all of the, the Chicago Sun-Times show, which is kind of like National Light. There's the East Coast National. Like all of those things really have sort of shown that the community can support now that everything has grown to such a vast degree. But we haven't seen the this, this similar growth at these shows from wrestling cards, but we're starting to see, you look on Instagram, you go to these big pages that have that will have tables, whether it's Great Curator or Prism God or whoever, like they have national, uh, they have wrestling cards on their page. I assume they will have them at their tables at the national convention. Like I'm really excited for that. I still believe that the majority of what wrestling collectors are going to want to see is still within the community groups, like in Facebook and Instagram and stuff like that. But if you want to just go and be a part of this awesome experience and now have access to tables at the show that are going to have more wrestling. I believe personally that we'll see quite a bit, but it's yet to be seen. I guess we're going to have to just wait and find out who is bringing, whether it's stone cold, Steve Austin cards, or, you know, even some Becky Lynch cards. I don't know. Like we, we it's, it's yet to be seen, but I think this is going to be the biggest year ever. So you touched on something there just in terms of like wrestling cards, maybe um, being in places alongside mainstream sports like i think about rbi crew and their setup they're always there and you see showcases and it's full of everything but now like there's a wrestling card presence there i think on the dealer side that's going to pop up and that's awesome i think two on the collector side i know you're, you're deep in the weeds so you know everybody you know <laughs> everything that's going on but one of my observations has been it seems like collectors and i'm talking like collectors who have really really nice sports card collections like high-end stuff it seems like there's been a group of in that in that segment that has begun to dip their toes into the wrestling card waters and it's it's almost like out of nowhere and my thought process is always like well what's fun about that is there's like probably someone that's getting some nostalgia or someone that is seeing everybody else having fun with wrestling cards and and decide, you know what, like I want to like diversify my collection a little bit and add some of this stuff that I love, but maybe before now I never thought, you know, there was an opportunity there. So maybe like, that's what I'm kind of seeing, which I think is fun. Like, have you seen similar observations? And if so, like, what's your take on, on all of that happening? Yeah. I mean, like it's, it's undeniable. I mean, you saw what happened when the rock card sold for as much as it did. Like, People went apeshit all over the place just talking about how insane that. And 
you had accounts all over the place that never cover wrestling, slab stocks and, you know, gem mint and all those, you know, Instagram guys that sort of recap the hobby, like catching on there. And I, and people were like, wow, look at them just kind of riding the band. I'm like, no, like they reach people. I just don't have the reach to, to get to. And like, I think that that's the, the evangelistic attitude about wrestling cards that I, I really have taken on over the last couple of years, which is like, we want to reach more people. We don't want this to be like a gate gated community where you have to like sign into the security desk to get in. Like, I think there are too many people out there who are like that with their communities. And even with the wrestling card community, like they want to keep it small. They don't want people to come in. I think that's such a horrible attitude because we've seen all of these new voices come in. You're being one of them, Drake. And we've mentioned a bunch of people, Corey, Apocalypse Cards too. Like we talk all the time, like you guys have come in over the last couple of years because of like your nostalgic, you know, sort of remembrance of what wrestling meant to you as a, as a kid or your current experience watching current product. Like, all of those things are such an important part of growth of the community and bringing new value and new eyes and new voices to the, to the narrative. Like that if otherwise it just gets stale, you just see people posting the same pictures over and over and over and over. Oh, and then over and over and over again for year after year after year and just doesn't change anything. It doesn't add anything. There's no extra fun there. And I think like, that's where, I've sort of said, no, we need to really freshen this up. We really need to get to a point where so many more people can come in and enjoy the hobby that I enjoy and I'm passionate about and sharing the joy and passion with me. If you look at like Zan Morning, who does his podcast, just went through the 25 sort of most uh, iconic wrestling cards of all time. Like I love seeing content like that. Never would have happened five, 10 years ago. Like all of those things are really cool. And I'm trying to drop as many names here because all of these people are so vitally important to like the, the, the narrative of what wrestling cards has become. And I think that's different than a lot of the other communities that are out there. Cause I was part of those communities. I was part of football cards. I was part of baseball cards. Like those are cutthroat communities in some areas. It's, you know, it's supportive in other places, but I mean, for the most part, it's focused around a very specific sort of way to exist in those communities where wrestling cards is entirely different. And that's really why I stayed around. That's why I joined it and why I'm so passionate about it. So I think, you know, when you look at even the people that we have problems with, uh, you know, in as we, me being myself and others like-minded who are posting about modern cards and the, the drama there, like there are people across the aisle that I talk to all the time, whether it's Uncle Danny or whoever, who are saying, Hey, I want to introduce my friend who's going to be at the show. He should come to the event. Like all of those things are really cool to see that people in this community are making those connections because I don't know how much that exists outside of pockets within the larger scale, football, baseball, basketball communities. I know you are part of Peyton Manning group of collectors. Like there are like, I have a group chat with all the Becky Lynch collectors. Like so there's even things there that are just growing and growing and growing. And I can't say enough good things about those individuals because it just makes the experience so much more fun. So then, sorry, getting back to your original question, I sort of went on a, a, a little bit into the rabbit hole there. When you start to see people like Dan, the great curator, or um, who is probably the most visible guy really posting a lot of wrestling on his channel, like 
that's cool. Like he's a really controversial guy. Like there's a lot of people who he's made enemies with for whatever reason. I'm not even going to get into it. But I like seeing that because he will reach people I could never have the chance of reaching. And he will bring more people to the community. Like I'm not a huge fan of, of Jeff Wilson, but, and I don't like what he does, but if he were to start talking about wrestling cards and bringing people into the community, like I won't turn those people away. I want those people in. I want to have more individuals to continue this narrative with that as things like we do, like the main events or whatever grow, we can have more people be a part of this. I want to make sure I put a spotlight on someone you, you shouted out there and that is Zan morning and wrestling with cards. I think that guy has been such a um, catalyst for wrestling card content um, long before a lot of people were doing it. And I've been following him for a while and just, he is consistent with his content. So giving out flowers, I'd give one to to Zan and everyone I've talked about his channel. He's been on this podcast, but if you're looking for some good wrestling card content, go check out wrestling with cards. But one thing I wanted to comment on Gilman, as you were talking through all that is for me, like, most of like other sports that I collect, like most of the guys that I collect, like are retired and it's, it's just, it's kind of by design. It's, you know, passion. Yeah. So like, I don't really have that connection when I watch like modern sports to players that I collect, but when I watch wrestling, man, I got to tell you, like, I don't like stuff on with on SmackDown. If something happens, like I don't like expect like my card to go up in value overnight. That That's not how it is, but I'd be lying to you if throughout this run, this bloodline Roman Reigns run, which is, one of my, if not my favorite run of all time, being a, being, a, being a Roman Reigns collector during this, like it just adds fuel to the fire. Like it's so much fun. And so I would just say to anyone out there, just like, if you're like watching SmackDown or raw on a regular basis, like, and you're collecting cards, like, and you're not collecting wrestling cards, just start like paying attention to some of the content because I think there's a lot of different things you can do and a lot of fun you can have to kind of ignite that passion through the collecting. Yeah, absolutely. And another group of guys that I didn't have a chance to talk about yet, like the card foundation guys are awesome. Listen to their podcast all the time. I'm a member of their Patreon group, really active community there. But I think like you, you mentioned kind of like the Roman Reigns sort of like how you watch the show. Like I, I was a huge, I'm a huge Vikings fan. I was a huge Adrian Peterson collector. I had a, like, as big as my Becky Lynch collection is right now, like, that is not the first major player collection that I've had. And I used to, like, and Dalvin Cook and all, and Kirk Cousins and all these guys, like, but I used to, like, pour so much money into it and then just watch the games. And if you're and if you're familiar with the Vikings, you know that they really haven't been the most successful team uh, in the last 25 years. And you're just like, it just crushes you that you these players aren't constantly at the top of their game or this or that, because the value is inherently tied to a lot of these cards. But with wrestling, it's like, I never got into it to make money. I never got into it because I wanted my collection to be more valuable than when I bought it. I'm doing this because it's fun. And so the approach is so much different. So like, I'll give you an example. Like when, when Bianca Belair beat Becky at, at WrestleMania 38, like, I wasn't like, I was upset, but I mean, like it was upset because it was such a good story and like, you're upset that it's over. And like, but I knew that, Oh, now I got to go sell all my Becky cards. Like that's not the way it works in wrestling. Like it's not the way it works when like if Roman Reigns eventually loses the title and he's not the character that he is right now, like 
you still can look back on this period and all the cards that are created to support that and be like, this is awesome. Like, I remember this moment. And like, I, I'm like the, I'll give you a recent example. Like the, the kabooms that just came out, the Becky photo on that is from war games. And like, I friggin' loved war games this year. Like both the matches for war games was amazing. And we're just starting to get to that period of cards with the photos. Like that to me is, is so much awesome. It's just so awesome. And like, I have like the Becky Lynch logo from Immaculate with the photo from WrestleMania 38. It's just like, those are the things that you tie back to specific moments. Wrestling is a sport that is built on moments and cards are capturing those moments better than any collectible that I can think of. And it's just so cool to see. Absolutely. And one thing that I wasn't planning on addressing, but I feel like we should talk about just because I find I just had this like thought go on in my head. Cause you mentioned yeah. the rock, the rock sale, the rock sale, obviously his 2022 black prism. One of one was a significant biggest wrestling card sale of all time. Everyone covered it. Everyone saw it. And then since then, there has been all of these other sales that like have yeah. to me been jaw dropping, but it's almost like some people are like trying to compare it to this rock sale. And it's almost like right. the, the view is like these sales aren't that big, but like if you've been in the wrestling car community for a while, it's like thousand dollar wrestling cards, like sold by like, never, like, yeah, never, never happened. Never happened. And, yeah, and now, now there's tens of thousands of dollars being sold on wrestling cards on a regular basis. So maybe like, I don't know, like people who are listening to this, like don't necessarily, not everyone collects wrestling cards, uh, but like maybe talk a little bit about like that. And yeah. like, there's a lot of different narratives. So I, I'd love to get your perspective on that. Yeah. And I, so I remember that night I was talking with Jameson Exquisite Sports Collectibles. I was talking with Ryan from RBI group. We were watching this and like, I said to, to Ryan and Tony and in, in our group chat, I was like, I can't believe we've gotten to this point. And I, and Ryan was like, well, we've talked about that, that prism could create a six figure card. And, but we never really thought about it in like actual practice. We thought it was years away, not a year away. And like, so when all of that's going down and you start, and I look back at 2017, when I started, you could buy a case of wrestling cards for the same price as a box of contenders. Like that is insane to me. And now, and, and you said thousand dollar wrestling sales just never happened. They happened once or twice a year uh, in modern. And it was very rare. It was very uncommon. Now we're seeing that multiple times a week. And then you have five figure sales from a single set, multiple five figure figure sales from a single set. And then it happens again the following year. Now we're past the debut. We're past the first, which the hobby is built on. Everything has to be the first. I want the first this. And now the second versions of those had five-figure sales. I mean, I know that is a crazy thing to think about. And when you saw the John Cena card sell for what it sold, as we're talking, the, the Stone Cold 101 is up. The Stone Cold 101 autograph is up. Like, those could be five-figure cards. Like, it really never crossed my mind that we would ever get to this point. Cause it was, I got into this for the fun of it with my son and like, but it's cool that we're gotten to that point. Right. And I think it's cool because 
you love to be part of a wave, like a grassroots sort of like, yes, it's finally happening. The spotlight is here. Um, and there's been roller coasters, right? We saw a high roller coaster as Prism released last, you know, couple of years ago. Now, then it kind of dipped a little bit when Prism crashed. And like, now it's back up because things are going nuts. And like, I love to see that that is why we are here. That's why we watch wrestling. Cause you have the guys like, no one likes to see the baby face on top. They all like to see the baby face chase the title, right? So, like, that's kind of where this is all sort of bred from. And I love that wrestling sales in general have, have gotten to a point where they can be covered at the same level as, like, LeBron James and Kobe Bryant and Michael Jordan and Tom Brady and Pat Mahomes and all those guys. Like, it's really never crossed my mind, as I've said, but it's also something that I think the community was never really prepared for either. So you have this huge split between people who are like, well, I'm priced out. I can't do this anymore. Blah, blah, blah. They're really bitter about some of the things that have gone down. And then you have the people that are like, wow, all of this stuff that I bought before, I have huge equity now that I can play with to go buy some of this other stuff that I know that it's coming out now. Like it's just in that narrative drive the hobby. That is what mainstream hobby narratives are all about how to exist in a community of larger you know large group of people there will always be someone better there will always be bigger collections there will always be more valuable cards and oh by the way there's 10 more sets a week like that is what wrestling cards is now part of which is awesome like i, I think that's really fun because that's what makes a commodity-based community fun right totally no i love it um Maybe like closing out, talking a little bit about like what's next for 2023 and maybe any observations you've made. One thing that I think is cool is just like since 2022 Prism dropped, Panini has done a nice job of keeping this drumbeat of releases going. And it's wild because it feels like that debut product just dropped. And now, uh, you know, I'm having to reset save searches and do all that stuff. And it's just uh, now there's just, it's growing and the, their second sets and just, I'm excited to see new stuff, innovations happening. You mentioned selects coming out while we're going to be in Rosemont, maybe share some perspective of just like wrestling cards now, like what's, what's going on down the road and what can we be excited for in the future? Yeah. And for like, for people who are listening to this, you know, it's likely that you've experienced how Panini approaches the, the year after year releases of a similar set. Like they rarely go backwards. They usually go forward. So like when we saw a 2022 prism sort of set the bar for like the, the highest a wrestling card product could be, but then you had 2022, you sort of had select, which I think is, probably one of the best wrestling products ever created. And then you had Immaculate, which just blew up a completely new area of wrestling cards with the relics and all that stuff. Another set, one of the best I've ever seen made. Like on-card autographs, awesome relics, like fun pairings and stuff. Like it's just nonstop fun and Immaculate. It's expensive, but it's, and it's high end. But it's like, if you look back at what Undisputed was, like, this is the next era and evolution of what that is. And it's, it's so much fun to see that happen. But then you think about, well, if they did all of that for 2022, what is the sequel? Like, what are you going to bring to it this year? And I think we're, we've just started to scratch the surface on select. I think they're bringing die cuts this year. They're bringing the color wheels. They're 
They've got this Firestorm insert that's going to be retail, ultra rare only. Like a lot of really incredible stuff are going to happen. And that's just one of the stats. Like we still don't know what's going to replace NXT. We don't know what's the next version of Impeccable is going to look like, which I, which is one of my favorite Panini sets that's made. Immaculate can only go bigger and better. Like, do we get triple logos for the first time? Like, do we get like the things that make Immaculate awesome in the other sports? Like, is there room for an eminence? Like, do we get eminence? Do we get something that's just the the transcendent level product that we had from Tops that I is probably my favorite product, right? And like those are the types of things that Panini cultivates within a calendar that I think was a great experience for wrestling cards to go through. Like I'm a huge tops fan. A lot of my cards on my shelf are tops cards. I love super fractors. They're my favorite cards that exist. Like, but tops is getting the license back in 2025, 26, whenever, like having this three year run for Panini or four year run, whatever it ends up being like, we will look back on this. 10 years down the road and start to see some of the, the, the seeds that were planted there and just be, I, I think we'll look back very favorably. So to see what Panini is able to close out 2023 with some of the additions and fun stuff they'll be adding that I've, I've seen some of them and they're amazing to yet to come, but you know, some of the other stuff I haven't seen yet, I'm excited beyond all belief to, to, to see it. And then as pops reenters the market, brings back all of the things that Tops is known for, whether it's the the sets, the super fractors, transcendent, whatever it might be. Like this is the best time to be a wrestling collector because there's so much uncertain good uncertainty of where things are headed. And I think the trajectory is just on such a huge upward slope. What what I have to say just to put a cherry on top and I'll I'll just share this out loud. And I know it's expensive. But if I think about just the dichotomy of collectors in the wrestling card community, the Panini One product would just, it would kick so much out. It would be so great. <laughs> yes. Like Some people just love the gambling, then open up those cards, put it on the secondary market. Like, let's let's make that just one year. Just give me one year outside yeah. of Chronicles. That's all I ask for. Panini One, so like the football product when it was created, like, really was a unique approach to a set in that regard. Because- it, it hit before the boom, right? So it was like really at the forefront of the boom, the Panini one and then one and one and then three and two or whatever the baseball version is. But like for wrestling, those cards from Chronicles were just so gorgeous. And like, you look at the set and you're just like, how did this get to be where things ended up? Like you have the rock playing guitar, you have like, you know, all of these different things that just, never have been on a wrestling card before and like you're just like this is really cool like this is awesome the shot that why i i love these cards is the the photography and just like the image like when i think about that set it's really hard for me not to think about the the mankind card because the way the camera shoots mick foley in the corner sitting that that's how i think about mick foley so as the mankind character so uh, I just love that set so much, and I don't get the opportunity to talk about it too often. So I knew you'd have something to say after. It's, I put it it's out such there. a good set, but I, I also want to call attention to one thing. So I talk with Steve Pellegrino all the time on Twitter. Twitter, he's the guy that that um, picks all the photos for the Panini sets, 
And he is such a fan of like making us happy. And like that just sits so great with me. Like he and I, I think when it when you look at the way that the Panini one set was delivered, which is how do we give just kind of an off the wall but still awesome photo for these set photography in the mm. Panini products is unprecedented. Like yeah. tops, I think that was one of the biggest misses that tops always struggled with was getting really good photos that resonated with the fans. Panini has taken that to such an insane level that, I mean, like the select sets, the, the one sets, like even just the renders that they choose to put on some of the portrait cards, like they choose the right one. They've even gone way back into the archives. Like you get, you know, blue and white Hulk Hogan, you get Andre the giant with the fro, like all of those things is just, not usually what we see in wrestling cards and panini has made it a point to get all of that stuff in there and it's just it makes the sets more collectible it makes the experience more fun you know what they say wwe it's it's they it's not about matches it's about moments in the moments you know, panini, yeah. panini's really capturing those on the cards that they're putting out um dude i'm i'm so excited to be Seeing you and the rest of the crew in Rosemont, maybe one more time. What's the email for the main event? If anyone's listening to this at the 11th yeah. hour and wants to get involved, follow us on social media. You can follow me at WWE Gelman on, on Instagram. You can follow me at SE Uncensored on Twitter, but email, email this email address to get on the list. It is an invite only event, Chicago main event 2023 at gmail.com. I hope there's still room. We're going to try and get as many people into this as we can. Also follow Wrestling Trading Cards, uh, Wrestling Card Price Guide, Sport Card Nobody on Twitter, Sports Card Nobody on Instagram. And then like, you know, all the guys, the Roadshow Card guys, like they're great. Follow the Panini brands because they're going to be covering a lot of the national stuff too. For the first time ever, we didn't even get to talk about this. For the first time ever, wrestling may be in those rapper redemption programs, the VIP party stuff. Like I, I can't even imagine, like there's so much a list, a list. It just keeps growing and growing of all the wrestling stuff that's going to be going on. Follow all of us. And if you can't make it, this is the other thing. If you can't make it to the show, we're going to try and put as many things on YouTube and on you know Twitter Live and Instagram Live. There's going to be the wrestling card panel on the main stage Thursday, 5 to 6 p.m. Uh, come listen there, ask questions, come hang out with us. We're going to do dinner and a bunch of other stuff too. So, you know, it's going to be fun. I can't say enough about this show. It's really the biggest week of wrestling cards and I've ever been a part of, and I can't be more excited. Thank you, Adam, for coming on, sharing your passion. Excited to be uh, in Rosemont here um, as this drops. We will see you then, man. Can't wait. Thank you again for having me on. Love the show. You can't say enough good things. Thanks, Brett. I am so excited to walk in that room tonight and get acquainted with some fellow passionate wrestling card collectors in the community. I love when people get together and rally around something that they deeply appreciate and admire. Hopefully you all got some fun enjoyment out of that conversation with Adam. He's a passionate guy, loves collecting his Becky Lynch cards. I'll see you on the other side. We'll be here next week. More stacking slabs coming at you. Peace out.